0: And welcome to the Legends of Tabletop podcast. We're getting ready to jump into our next session of Shadow of the Oak. It's part two and a half maybe because we had a prelude and we had a pretty full session last time. We continued on our travels east to get to, uh, to where the uh, the naval uh, investigation was going to take place, uh, but along the way um, we were traveling down a path and there was a side trail that led to a village And just as we passed, we could hear a little bit of a kerfuffle, but an eagle landed on a branch, which we interpreted as a sign of Rome helping to solve a problem. So in the nature of the business that we're in, we decided to investigate uh, as we headed down to uh, see what was going on. Uh, there was um, The army was there. They were kicking down doors. They were pushing people up against the walls. The town itself was very sort of... Uh, dilapidated, it was muddy, it seemed like it had been raining for months, although the trail that we were on had been dry. Uh, there was one uh, area that looked like it didn't suffer the same fate, which was weird, uh, but there was a guy who was babbling. Um, they were, they, or the army was saying that they were looking for someone uh, who had come and complained and said that they had a trouble in town and they needed help, and apparently that man disappeared. Uh, the people that we'd ran into was a uh, Curtius fronto and Bodemius. They were there. They were also, they came back with the army. They were trying to investigate what was going on. Uh, there was an affliction that seemed to, to just have befallen this town. Um, the people wouldn't talk, said we couldn't help. The, the, the guy who disappeared said that a stag had appeared and approached the village and it was going to curse it. Like, that's weird. Right? So, um, a couple of the soldiers went missing, so a little party of us went out to go see if we could find them, try to placate the, 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 uh, the soldiers to not kick down any more doors or kill anybody. Uh, and a boar came flying out of the woods, attacked, gored the shit out of this one guy. Malachi was able to kill it. Uh, Lademius was also uh, helpful in that. They went further afield to go look for the other soldier who had been missing, Uh, While we drug the uh, injured soldier back towards the bakery, Herminius was speaking with a woman who seemed to be arguing. Uh, Her father was telling her not to talk to us. uh, So we were able to kind of get her off on the side. Uh, She wanted Herminius to swear that if the party was going to help, that they would see it through. Um, We did a little bit of a info dump as the group got together. But before that... Uh, While they were investigating to see where the last soldier had been, a huge undead stag sauntered out of the woods and started speaking to to Vodinus and uh, Malachi and said that uh, the soldiers had to leave, that we should leave, that the village should accept the inevitable, and that it was one of the old gods of uh, blood and death. So that's happening. Oh, and we found a dog. So, yay. <laughs> so I guess we're going to pick it up. We were staying in the... Just
1: just for just for clarity, um, I don't think you mentioned that the stag was undead. I
0: thought I did. Didn't I? Uh, all
1: right. Oh, yeah, I just want to make sure. I, didn't, I don't know if I caught that.
0: <laughs> so we are staying in the flattened uh, barn of the man who's disappeared along with his entire family
1: yeah the man who actually contacted the outsiders for help
0: and and i'm assuming we do some sort of an info dump as we were sort of like kicking things around uh it it sounded like this was potentially uh you know some some either some itself or or you know um versions thereof spawn of of whatever uh so so i feel like we're kind of all on the same page, right? <clears throat> Malachi sort of explained that he had experience and it sounded like uh, Curtius and Bodemus also had experience in the shadow war. So I'm assuming we kind of like suss that out over the evening.
1: Right. You were able to, you know make a small fire at the edge of the barn and, and prepare some food and set watches and get to know each other a little bit better. And realize you've all fought, you know, the mythos in one fashion or another. So, um, you know, these are all people also in the know, uh, the unfortunate people who are in the know. But it seems universal that none of you have ever tackled something on this scale. Um, You know, this, this, this seems to be an opponent, you know, acting openly, you know, attempting to take control of a village of over, you know, 200 people.
0: So, is it, are we still in the evening? Are we, are we next day? Do we get a little bit of planning in here before we like roll over to the morning? Well, I, you can,
1: we'll say it's in the evening if you guys want to talk and coordinate.
2: Um, I actually wanted to, it was something I wanted to do just before we were getting ready to stop. I wanted to try to see signs. Obviously, there's signs of a struggle that the house is destroyed, the barn is destroyed, but I wanted to find any kind of remains, blood, any sign that there were actually people in this barn when it was torn down because the person we came looking for, we haven't found him. They said he's gone and that he was taken away. I would just like this for my own peace of mind, try to get some clarification that he's actually dead. They said he's dead. He's dead. But It's just nagging. I'm a doctor, so I wanted to just sort of look around.
1: All right. You're going to need to make a spot hidden as you walk kind of the farm. And to be clear, the barn is only a little damaged. It has a little damage on the roof, but the barn itself is still in fairly good shape. The farmhouse, the smokehouse, the chicken coop, every other structure on this farm and remember, this is a farm that probably had twenty-five people working, working it. You know, a, a large, extended family of a few married mm-hmm. couples, their children. You know, maybe a married older child. Um, so all those buildings are are just destroyed. All the livestock shot. All the livestock is sh- scattered. You do see, you know, the remains. Well, not of just dead,
2: the barn. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Right. right. There, there's the remains of of dead animals. Um, you know, like chicken feathers and and you know uh you know the head of a you know in the mud there's a head of a a sow and you know there's a there's a partially devoured you know a dead cow in the field that looks like it was drained of blood it's got round sores all over its back um yeah i think that's going to be a sand check
2: okay all right Well, I make the sand check.
1: All right, you're you've you know you kind of half expected to see that. Do you make Um, I didn't a spot? Oh, okay. You did. Well,
2: no, I made no. I did not make the spot hidden. All right,
1: you don't find any evidence of of uh, human remains or any sort of remains of the family. Make a luck roll while you're uh, walking the farm at twilight.
2: I make it. With a okay. 38.
1: You get back to the barn, fine. No issues. I'm going to be throwing these random oh my god, you, you might get yourself killed luck rolls to kind of discourage you from burning all your luck. Because um, uh, I'm going to use luck every once in a while. So I, it's not that I don't want you to burn luck. I want you to burn luck when it really matters like when you really need to other than uh, otherwise I see people just abuse it and they'll burn like 70 points of luck in one game for stupid stuff like oh I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna burn 19 points of luck to identify that perfume <laughs>
2: like what <laughs> they just had that hunch
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay uh, did, did you find anything outside uh, 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 anything interesting well I was just I had had some idea that maybe there was something I was missing, but no. It, dead animals, devoured animals, house destroyed. Yeah, I mean, looks like we got here. I got here too late to help the person I came here to help, but maybe we can help the rest of the town. Um, does anyone have any particular theories? Like any kind of just you know brainstorming? Any idea of what they think? could be happening or where we should strike out next.
0: I mean, I, I believe Malachi is our uh, expert in these matters, considering the nature of the threat. Malachi is also... I must,
3: yeah, I must, say, I must say that my experience was strictly as one helped, uh, helped to uh, destroy the beast that I encountered, but I didn't have much, very, very much familiarity. I can roll my Cthulhu Mythos, though, if I am incredibly lucky. Which I am not. Um, I can't say much else, really. Uh, The fire did seem to work for the one that the beast that we put down. But besides that, I don't know much about them, what motivates them or anything.
0: Hmm. Do you think perhaps um, a different type of uh, sacrifice could be in order? I know that this is not something that we wish to. uh, foster or 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 for these powers to uh, gain a foothold in in uh, in our lands here, but uh, some maybe uh, something as a stopgap, perhaps.
3: Well, we know that they want the this creature, this whatever it is, entity wants this offering, a regular offering from the villagers, right? Why these villagers? Is it something that they're local? This beast is local to these woods and these just happen to be the local source of the energy or whatever it
0: needs? I, I mean, there's no way to tell for sure. I feel as if this may just be the first stage, first this village and then the next village and the next.
3: Have there been I, other villages that have been attacked in such a way?
4: That's what I was wondering. Could this have been happened somewhere else previously and it's traveling since it's never happened here before? there is that possibility, but I wouldn't know who we would speak to, to even find out that kind of information.
2: Um, have we, have we considered um, possibly any kind of influence in the town? Um, possibly some kind of revolutionary element against the empire or a malcontent in the town that wants this this old God to come in and possibly force a rebellion against Rome. We're near a Roman town. We're near a, a proper resort town where Roman citizens go. This could be the first stage of some kind of an uprising of forcing it upon these people. One step, they make sacrifices to this God next year. It's, okay, start taking up arms against Romans. I think that's a little too extreme to think
4: that way, but that is a possibility. I think this is more current. um, Also, because of the fact that certain people aren't going with what it's being asked, makes me think that it may not necessarily be directly against the Roman Empire. But I could be
0: wrong
5: while they're doing that, I'm over there shining my spear, you know, like um, uh, sharpening my spear, and then I go, hey, what about those ruins that guy mentioned? Ah,
4: the ruins. Yes.
1: Hey, what (laughs) ruins?
4: That was mentioned. (laughs) I fell asleep. I'm so sorry. I'm just waking up now. Does anyone remember?
2: (laughs) Thank you, GD, for pulling that trigger.
1: (laughs) (laughs) GB has always had the knack to remo- to solve that weird riddle, or you know, remember that oddball <laughs> comment that I'd made in passing, and just kind of pull it out of her butt. It's like you know, it's like how did everyone miss that? I just nonchalantly dropped that, so I'm not finding it at all. Yes, there was mention that there were uh, a, a ring of toppled. Druid standing stones deep in the forest.
5: Yeah, that's not suspicious whatsoever.
1: Who, who
3: said that? Who told us about the.
1: <laughs> who
3: told us about the
2: top of um, the standing uh,
1: yeah. the, the girl that was helping you. Did oh. anybody write down her name?
2: I did. It was. Oh, yes, let me check my notes. <laughs> zero?
1: Hold on.
5: I, I may
1: there have written it, it now. Meridola?
0: Meridola? Okay. Yes, Meridola. <laughs> that could be. I can't read my handwriting, so we'll go with that. <laughs> I mean, we could uh, perhaps investigate the, the, the ruins. Do you, do you believe that maybe the creature is tied by some druidic rites to this place?
5: It could be. I mean, we could always take a look and see if there's anything. I, I mean, right now we have nothing else to look really into. I and mean, It might as well.
3: Wait. Do we know which direction these topple stones are? Because if they're in the same direction as the beast that we saw earlier, I'm not quite sure you all want to go in that direction. What are
1: the that odds that those strange druidic ruins are on the other side of that undead stag that scared the piss out of you <laughs> earlier today? Those I'm are not, like not a or anything. It but <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't even exist yet. Stuff.
2: So. Red herring.
0: The other place that we could investigate is the, the farm that we had passed uh, while out looking for the soldiers. Uh, they apparently threw their lot in with the, the creature. Uh, maybe they know something that the rest of the town does not.
5: So you guys want to I first go to the farm and then uh, try to hit the um, the ones?
0: It is closer.
5: Sounds
4: good. I would... Th- oh. No, no, no. <laughs>
5: oh, no go go
0: ahead.
4: Ahead. I would think that they must have had a very good reason to make a sacrifice, especially of that kind. Um, so I, I'm hoping they do know more information.
2: I, I believe. I think, oh. no, go ahead, Curtis, yes. Oh, no, no, thank you. Um, I think that when we last spoke about that farm that we kind of came to the end, uh, that we were getting the impression that they were a poor family. That they were the poorest, unluckiest family in the in the village, and that they came to great luck after making their sacrifice, but that they weren't trying to lord it over the town. So I don't know if um, – I don't think anybody here was, but just in case we were kind of leaning towards them being villainous, I think we'd maybe take a more tactful approach. I, you know, I perhaps know, try maybe. to win there.
4: I don't think it was villainous, so to say, but the thought of possibly sacrificing one of their children to some people they look down upon that, which is understandable. I don't think that... Wait, wait
1: a minute. Some people?
4: (laughs) (laughs) There's some people out there. You know, I've met some pretty, uh interesting people before so
2: you know I think Romans take a very dim view of human sacrifice animal <laughs> you know? sacrifice and but I, but I, no legitimately it is, I think
1: illegal, Romans actually
2: yeah <laughs>
1: like murder that would be murder which is the worst crime <laughs> still illegal
0: um, well uh, indeed their um, blind, young blind daughter is missing At least that's what we were told. Hmm.
4: But I I do agree. I don't think that because they went from having so little to being the only one that's not hurting right now doesn't show that they're trying to be malicious at all. I think just that they complied with the demands. And everyone's just not okay with that. (laughs) So... I'm hoping that they have more information because they made that decision, and they must have had a good reason for it.
1: Just to remind everyone, the family—that uh, was the uh, family of Teeman—and <laughs> their uh, teenage blind daughter, who's now missing, was Joseph.
5: Uh, Somebody write that down because I don't got a pencil. I
1: okay, so so the plan <laughs> the plan is to you know try and get some sleep and start speaking to villagers in the morning and hopefully by mid-after, by the afternoon, start a search into the forest.
0: I think so. Yeah. Be- be- before we cut out though, um, Macro it's, 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 uh, next to Herminius and says, uh, Herminius, you've been uh, relatively quiet during the discussions. Do you have anything that uh, you want to add before we uh, pack it in for the night?
6: I prefer. Uh, I am simply taking all this in, and I, uh, I prefer to save my judgments for uh, closer to the necessary date. But uh, yes, I am definitely yes, of course observing.
0: Always astute.
6: As he <laughs> takes a bite of his. <laughs> <pot>. He's
1: always <laughs> eating. Ast- astute. I thought he was Syrian. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's um, He's just always eating something.
1: (laughs) I need everyone to make a luck roll and tell me if anyone gets a hard or an extreme.
5: I got a hard.
2: I failed. I just make it. I just make it. Okay.
1: Make a hard or extreme. No, no, no. no. Regular won't won't cut it. No, no.
2: Just regular. I got a
1: hard. All right, Jimmy. I this is like this is like maybe an hour before dawn. Um, you had the you know you had the morning watch, so you'd had a few hours sleep. You you hear someone moving near the farm. Um, you know, movement on a farm is not a big deal, but all the animals here are dead. And nobody else is here but you, so. You basically, you hear something moving around near the building outside.
5: Is anybody else up? Uh, do, uh, or is anybody um, am I on watch? What's going on?
1: I think you were morning watch. Um, everybody else is probably still out.
0: I mean, you can wake anybody, we're probably all sacked out. All right. Um,
3: I'm a light sleeper.
0: Amalekai,
5: I tap him, because I know he's my fighting buddy. <laughs>
3: yeah.
5: And I said, and I just point out, you know, like, not over outside, you know, and then.
3: All right. I sit up and listen too. Roll a listen. All right. Uh, 46, which we'll do it. 74. So that's, yeah, 40, 46 out of 74. Uh, you hear someone
1: breathing around the side of the building um they're trying to stay hidden but they're rather bad at it you know i mean controlling your your breathing is kind of like the the foundation of stealth <laughs> so this person is hidden but they're giving their position away so it, it's not someone very skilled at stealth All right. but there's definitely someone around the corner uh kind of hugging against the barn
5: is there a way for us to, like, one go one side and one go the other side and kind of, like, do a pincer maneuver on him?
1: Easily. <laughs> Easily.
5: All right. Let's go. <laughs> All right. We're going to do our stealth, right? All right.
1: you Come around and um, roll a spot hidden because you're not lighting torches or bringing a light source, right? Or are you?
5: do want to no. Give us ourselves away. Okay. Make you guys it. are actually good at stealth.
1: Um GB, you see a, a small figure kind of half concealed under a, a dark cloak in the the shadows. Um they're hidden fairly well, but again, they're giving away their position with heavy breathing and um you know they're clearly visible. Malachi, do you see them?
3: Uh just barely, yes.
1: Okay, you both see them. Okay. Uh so as soon as you guys get close, this figure starts moving, but you've got people on both sides. like mm-hmm. uh, he sees Malachi, doesn't see Vosom, so he actually turns the other way and starts running and literally really, like slams right into uh, Vodamos. <laughs> so you've got this person. Um, oh, okay. And it's a, it, it's a young man. He's probably about 11 or 12, not quite a man in the community, but you know, old enough that he would be taking on more adult tasks on a farm. He appears very scared and he doesn't look to be right. armed.
5: And who do we have here?
1: He says, don't hurt me. I, I, I wasn't doing anything.
5: Except sneaking around.
1: Yeah, are you trying to spy on us? I, I just wanted to make sure that you were still here. I, I wasn't sure what to do.
5: Still here as in alive?
3: As if you haven't left yet. Boy, what's wrong? What, what do you mean you don't know what to do? And um, he starts crying. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> and he starts babbling.
1: <laughs> in, to... He starts babbling in Bry- Brythonic. And he, um, I wake GB, up. Do you, have, do you speak Brythonic, GB? I think you do.
5: Me? Uh, let me
1: see. That's a good question.
5: No, I speak Latin.
1: Do, do you don't have other language?
5: That is my other language.
1: What's your own language? I think it would just be language.
5: My own yeah, language like. is set seventy, but it doesn't list what it is. So
1: if it's all right, it would, probably, it would I'm sure it would be rhytonic because you're from Britain. Okay. Okay. Um So he's basically saying it's my it's my brother. Um, everything went to you know everything <clears throat> went to hell last night. My father says that we're all going to starve uh, uh, unless we do what the Dark Stag tells us.
5: So your father's thinking about. Doing, uh, accepting the sac the, uh, and doing a sacrifice.
1: He says that he says we don't have any choice. Uh, he says all of our chickens came down. Uh, that they're, they're. He says they're they're just they're all sick. Half of them are dying. The eggs they're laying are are all rotten. Um, yesterday, all of our stores of of milk and cheese, uh, even the root cellar. Um, a, a mold's gotten into everything. Uh, at this point, it it, it starts it starts like light, lightly snowing in the pre-dawn, <laughs> and he right, says, there's, there's, "You know, Haikon is running a high fever. He's always been sickly." can um, okay, you bring so they come in with this kid who's just like terrified and nervous.
5: Listen, I I know how to
1: hit things. I don't know how to comfort things. Just, you know, babbling in Brythonic.
2: Um, Does the boy show any signs of injury or sickness or any Borderline malnutrition. Well, is that, or is that is that just, is that borderline malnutrition, as I would understand it, or what's just normal here for these people?
1: Well, it's not normal for these people. Um, I mean, these farms are usually able to support all of the families here. It's just,
0: yeah,
1: you know, but normal for what you've seen, what you've observed coming through the area. Oh, okay. So, uh,
4: I, I hug the boy. I kind of just give him like a little bit of a uh, comfort and just pet his head a little bit.
1: Okay. And he basically says that, you know, you start to pick up the, the, that his family was hit hard over the last few days. And, that at this point, they don't have enough food to support the family through the winter. And he's saying that my father says that if if we don't give one of us, if one of us isn't given to the dark stag, hunger will claim everyone else before spring.
4: I offer words of comfort and let the boy know that we are here to look into this. We're here to try to help Um, I thank him for coming to us for giving the information that he did and kind of just keep hugging him to keep him calm. So he doesn't kind of make any noises for other people to hear it.
1: He says that he was, he needs to get back. He was supposed to be uh, burying all the dead chickens and bringing in whatever eggs were left to check them. Um, He said he ran off here hoping that maybe you could help before, you know before Haikon before anything happened to Haikon
5: when are they planning to do something to him
1: i don't know they the the grown ups are talking about it but um you know i've heard them whispering his name you know Haikon usually gets he usually gets hives every autumn and you know almost every winter he's he's sick he's he's uh, you know he was always a sickly child but you know he's my younger brother and i've always looked after him mm. but he's sick again and now you know we we don't have any we don't have any food you know we can't even make a proper soup for him i i don't know you know we've seen other people die of of fevers in in bad winters you know but i i you know i i don't know what to do but he does tell you that his farm is the next one over from the farm that's already made the pact or you suspect has made the pact.
5: All right. I I definitely think we should go look at that farm.
4: So I I tell the boy, it's okay to go back. Don't tell anyone that you've come here and just kind of reassure him that, you know, we're doing the best that we can and just to have a little faith.
1: He, He, uh, he, he actually laughs when you say that.
4: I laugh back and say, listen, I'm not a woman of faith, but we all need to have it when things get dark. And- he, says, he says, I
1: prayed, you know, I've prayed until my knees have bled. It doesn't change anything. He said, you, you, you know, you said in town that you could help us. He goes, if I have to put my faith in anything, I want to put my faith in you.
4: We are here to do the best that we can. We're he trying says, to find out more because we don't know a lot right now. But quick the more information Quick we question. Get, do you yeah, know anything about the ruins?
1: I've never been there but I I'm told that they're deep in the forest. What um, is I, any I, idea I'm, as to
5: why people are not allowed to go there?
1: Um it was a place of the druids and they're uh we're not allowed to worship there anymore.
3: Ah uh, why are you not allowed to worship there anymore?
1: Um, he says, well, "We haven't been since the you know since the dark times, uh, since the rebellion. Uh, the Rome, the Romans put down the Druidic order. Ooh. How long ago was that? That was in the mid, in the early to mid '80s, and it's like one forty-five, one forty-six now." Okay. But from... Roll your empire, Malachi.
0: Can I as well?
1: Yes. If the scholar bones this, it's going to be embarrassing.
0: I got 28 under 75, so it's a hard... Uh,
1: the druids were a religious order that kind of solidified the... They were the only stabilizing force keeping the British tribes from tearing them, each other apart. You know, the... In a, in a world of in a kingdom of warlords and small <clears throat> kingdoms, the druids were the glue that kept them as a society. And when the Romans came, the druids were the druids sided heavily, almost universally with uh, Brythonic independence from Rome to the point where they were responsible for most of the rebellions against Rome. Uh, riling up the tribes to resist the Roman oppressors. So the Romans took the Druidic order as a religious, as a group of religious zealots, sowing dissent Malachi. This seems very familiar to you (laughs) Um, considering that, you know, you're a refugee from the third Jewish war where much the same thing happened in the East Uh, when religion mixes with, with military With you know, military rebellion, um, it it can be very dangerous, and to be fair, uh, with the druids gone, uh, there hasn't been a huge rebellion in uh, a
0: generation or so, so they put them down quite savagely. Oh, very brutally, yeah, yeah, crucifixion. It makes sense that they wouldn't allow them to uh, to worship there. But I'm surprised it, it wasn't uh knocked down.
1: The kid the says st- well the kid's not here anymore, you send
2: them back. The standing stones were knocked down though, right? Yeah. They-, yeah, they were. Oh, they were. Okay. Yeah. They All were, right. yeah.
1: But they're still there. I mean they're mass they were massive. Yeah, we were done stone- not quite Stonehenge, but on on, you know. I mean you haven't seen it, but you're you can imagine it's it's a pretty sizable monument.
0: Do yeah, we big know the ears are like eight feet by you know like two three feet? Mm-hmm. You know, but they're huge. Yeah,
3: Malachi. We still, we still don't know any connection, though, really, between them and the stones and the dark stag, though. Do we? Well,
1: uh, Macrion, you also remember that the druids had a great connection with the natural world. Um, they they worship nature and uh, you know were said to wield you know great magic.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. So could this be a creature that's still roaming free after the some dark druid sect raised it or something? I mean, it's hard not to see some kind of connection, right?
0: I mean, it's possible. They're, they're, they 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 worshiped a. Um a male spirit. Uh, Kiernanos, I believe, um, represented as a man with, with stag's horns. Emblematic of the druids.
4: I have a 65 in Natural World. Should I be able to roll to see if I get anything out of this? I feel like I should know something about this, but...
1: Roll. And roll your occult.
4: Okay. I'll do Natural World first. I pass Natural World. I have 65. I got 48. And then a cult, I have a 20. And I get a 19. Holy okay. crackers.
1: I'm going to give you two things. Everything okay. that's happened here, can almost everything that's happened here, can exist in the natural world. A boar can go crazy and attack someone. Mold can get into a root cellar. Rain can be persistent and ruin crops. Um, a blight can go through a cornfield you know and ruin the grain uh a sickness can make animals lame or sick enough that they die in mass especially in a chicken coop Mm -hmm. for all of these things to be happening at once we're talking a million to one odds yeah and so that's your natural world your occult is well the druids had magic that they were herbalists and healers and they were in tune with nature. And some of the legends say that they could bring rain or they could uh, remove blight from crops and heal animals and, you know, bring peace between warring tribes. All of this seems to be the opposite of that.
2: Obviously, the abnormal rain, that's abnormal rain. But... The village closest to the one that made the deal, they're starting to suffer all of these calamities. I'm just putting it out there. Could it be somebody in the town deliberately sabotaging them, not necessarily through magical means, but okay, this farm acquiesced. Now the farm next to them started putting the screws to them, make them acquiesce. Then, like, watch each farm as in turn roll over until you have them all, or until they all start coming along in mass because they're terrified.
4: Could this be happening to all of them at the same time? And we're only hearing from one farm, though.
2: Um,
1: it of could course. be happening, but Darina, with your occult and natural world success, mm-hmm. um, no, without magic the type of things we're talking about would be almost impossible to happen all at once. You don't know how without magic, someone would be able to, you know, bring blight to fruit, you know, to vegetables in a root cellar or to make all of the eggs rotten, you know, like, Mm. you know, you know, um, yeah, somebody could go and poison a well or set some hay on fire but, you know, just to sour all the milk in like a herd of cows, that's that's something beyond what you know, a human saboteur uh, with an axe to grind could, could accomplish
4: Yes what I, Kurt, uh, Curtis, Lee, forgive me if I, I misunderstood you, what you thought was that each farm is getting hit at once, and then we see if they do it or not, and then it goes to the next, not Every farm is dealing with this all at once. That's what I need to clarify. I apologize for that.
2: Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry if I wasn't clear. I was trying to put out the idea that the weakest farm acquiesced. Everybody's still hemming and hawing. Whoever it is behind all of this hits another farm next door to them. Then they acquiesce, sacrifice one of their children. Then everybody either falls in line all at once because they're terrified, or you just hit the next farm closest and move on until you get everybody falling in line. It seems, like they import, it seems like the stag, and I'm just going to refer to this villain as the stag, it seems the stag's plan is to just basically, all right, I'm going to scare you, I'm going to force you, and then eventually you'll either all come along or... You'll all suffer enough calamities that I'm just trying to.
1: It's it seems a, a solid theory on the strategy.
6: Yes, forgive my uh, my lack of knowledge on this, but uh, Macriana, courteous, perhaps you could fill this in a little bit. But uh, I'm assuming, and what I get is that the likelihood that this stag has just manifested on its own is highly unlikely, and I do not think, and I think we all can agree on this, that nobody within the town has brought it about. Uh, what exactly would it take for someone from the outside, uh, someone with knowledge, to, uh, to bring this creature forth, especially from uh, such a deteriorated uh, henge? Herminius, roll your occult. Hmm which is not that great. That's a 31 out of 20. Okay. Well, anybody
1: can roll their occult or Cthulhu mythos.
0: Ooh, 52 under 55.
1: Um, one of the, one of the fundamental and, and the most horrific forms of dark magic six. is the animation of the dead.
0: Juby got a six.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, um, See, so yeah, you, you often find, um, you, know, ma- you know, dark wizards or, or sorcerers animating the dead to do their bidding. Part of Roman folklore and tradition is, you know, the protection of corpses so they can be properly buried so that these things don't happen. The, the Romans had a, a huge fear of what witches could do to a dead body. So that was why they liked to cremate rather than bury. And they liked to have holy rites on remains and have traditions of like pouring milk on the graves of their ancestors on certain holy days to keep the dead at rest. The Romans had a firm belief in the walking dead. And any... It would mark a dangerous sorcerer to have that power. But any dangerous sorcerer really worthy to call themselves a, a true master of the dark arts, that would be almost a fundamental magic they'd have to master.
2: Um, Macreon. Um, yes. Well, actually, I'm sorry, uh, Macrion and Malachi, um, I haven't seen this stag. So, part of me, I mean, I have no desire to see the stag. It's obviously horrible. But Part of me is still uh, suspects that rather than direct intervention of a rather than being the direct intervention of a god, it's somebody trying to pretend like that's happening. I mean, using magic, obviously. You, but you know, I don't, part of me almost wants to see this stag to see whether it actually is what it says it is, whether it's not, I mean, I, all joking aside, not two guys wearing a rotting stag skin, no? and Yes, Yes, that was wizards.
6: exactly my assumption as well.
2: I'm mean, all joking aside, it's like two wizard, like out uh, wizard, but still somebody who needs to put on some kind of, has to use some kind of mundane theatrics. So I, I mean, understand, you had... Malachi, you've seen it, so I wouldn't... It wasn't, it wasn't so, so mundane. It.
3: Yeah, it certainly wasn't Um, so mundane, I'll say. I can't speak to what might might have been animating it, but it was far from mundane. Granted.
0: We have all seen things uh, during our time in the Shadow War. If there is a wizard, and indeed that could be the case, uh, but that would make the stag just as real as you or I.
6: Which would make it a far less formidable foe than we initially uh, thought.
0: Perhaps. If a wizard is able to animate dead flesh, it may have other powers as well. But if it is indeed corporeal and physical, then we may be able to destroy it nevertheless.
6: uh, What I am just trying to suss out here is what are true target is if indeed this stag is some druidic spirit here to uh collect fees and power then so be it but if this is just simply some walking corpse being controlled by a sorcerer or sorceress then we need to shift our eyes onto a more important goal
4: we all believe that the blind girl, Juzeth is missing, but we've never spoken to the people who live at the farm. Um, going off of what you gentlemen are speaking of, that our assumption of this person being missing may not be true. I would like to go speak to the people who live in the farm and see if this young lady is still there.
2: True. Honestly, we've gone over a few options, but until we actually start to put feet on the ground and actually go to where the victims of this are and try to find out where, whether they are actually dead, whether we don't know anything, I suggest perhaps we rest, keep a watch and Head out when we're ready. Here?
1: It, it is morning, by the mm. way. Oh. the kid had come like right at pre-dawn. He was, oh, okay. out
2: sure. he was so doing he his
1: sleep? chores okay. and stuck
4: off.
2: So okay.
1: by now, after you had this conversation, you have all like had a little bit of breakfast, and uh, you know the sun is now up.
3: So wasn't it? Uh, was it noon today that uh, the first offering was supposed to be provided? I'm not sure if there was a timetable. Okay, I thought there was some sort of timetable
2: but... Oh, um, we had stalled by sending the Romans away we said either the Romans leave or I want to sack, the Romans have to be gone by noon Right, right And we sent the soldiers away and then we got in, you know, disguises or whatever <laughs> we thought that was what we were doing <laughs> We just put some dirty rags on ourselves and walked away yeah. Oh no, we're not Romans at all Oh, why, why do I feel like that? probably wasn't convincing. If the stag is if the stag is no. If the stag is just some guy, then yes, babe. Just
3: <laughs> some guy who can animate dead <laughs>
2: dead creatures. As long as it's not a god, dude. <laughs> He's, he has a point. As, yeah, as he... long as it's not a god, dude. I don't so think I can fool a god. I probably can fool a person, an insane necromancer. <laughs> uh,
0: should we all go to the farm together? Or do you believe that may be uh, too much?
2: Hmm.
1: Well, there are two what farms are, with things happening now. You did promise that kid you would try and help. Each take up split six people,
2: two teams of three each take a fighter. That okay. Work.
4: We also did want to look at the ruins. As well,
1: I think that's a whole party. Are you oh, sure so you don't want to break that into three groups Send two people to go look at the ruins? <laughs> like you no, not even I'm
2: that sure.
5: Take a solo walk, someone.
4: <laughs>
2: um, let's just send somebody out to whistle. Break up, break up into six, and one person just skips through the tulips whistling.
1: <laughs> All right, so there's the farm of Teeman. And the farm of Jago. Jago is the one that the kid snuck off to try and talk to you. Hmm.
0: I, I would go there. I think I would probably be better served there.
4: I want to go to not to the little boy that I promised. Um, uh, but to the other family, I want to see um, if there are any signs of a blind young girl. I have a feeling that by taking a look around certain types of footing, I might be able to notice someone who can't necessarily see may not have the exact footprints of somebody who can, um, a lot of assumptions here, but that's what I want to do.
2: Well, that's not really assumptions. It's exactly what you, you suggested it earlier. That's exactly what you should be looking for. Um, I will go to, um, Jago, which is the village, which is the farm where the boy came from. Okay. Where came from, I'll go there.
1: So tell me who your two teams are and we'll do and which scene you want to do first. Okay. Hmm.
5: So I think uh, some warrior people should go with each team just so we're covered.
2: So we take a fighter each. Jeeb, you want to come with me or should so, I take?
5: Okay.
1: So curious, you're leading the team to which farm? Jago, that's uh, the one with the kid, and he's worried they're gonna off his brother. Yes. And Macrion, you're leading the others.
0: No, I'm with them. Oh, it's you're with me, them. Curtius, and So
1: it's Darina, Herminius, and Malachi to the farm that's our, that you suspect the blind girl's gone and been
6: sacrificed.
0: Hey everybody! Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you are hear and you'd like to support the show, we have great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. They have three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee, perfect fuel for all those late-night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order, and shipping is always free. So head on over to tinyurl.com forward slash legendarybrew, or click on the link in the show notes. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network.